Thursday Night Appetizer, Sunday of Gospel Applied Dimension with Sam and Charles, and Jesus, the, Jesus is a now a lighthouse. Hi, Sam. Look, I've got bird poop on my shoulder. We're not sure what it is. It doesn't smell like anything. Who knows? Hello, everyone. I'm kind of at the end of my rope. I'm, I'm really fed up here. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> I'm less angry than I usually am, but Charles is more angry than usually. I am a lot more angry than usually. I don't get angry as quickly as he does, but once I get angry, it's hard for me to be no longer be angry. I hate um, every painting that depicts Jesus as like a weakling. Okay. And this is one of them. A weakling? Yeah, look at him. I mean, he looks like Galadriel from Lord of the Rings or something. Looking like the elf queen. I picked the pictures. Is that unfair? Why does he always have like shiny long hair? Why can't he? Why can't he have like a mohawk? FJ said he had a mohawk. He used to have a mohawk. It was blue. FJ? Yes. <laughs> what? Yes, he did. I wasn't really part of the conversation. I think no. he was like Yeah, our friend FJ. You've got to be kidding. That's what he said. Oh, I would pay a hundred dollars to see that photo. To get my, no, to get that photo. FJ, if you happen to be watching or listening, or if someone else here knows FJ better than Or has here, that photo. Or has that photo. I'm just kidding, I wouldn't pay. But I'd like to see it. I don't have $100. Maybe I'll see FJ this weekend. I don't have $100. Um, anyway, Galadriel Jesus, mm, I'm not digging it. Why I'm the, annoyed because I picked the picture. Why the flowing robes? Why the robes? It's like he's got a wedding train, for heaven's sake. He's walking on the water. But this nobody would wear robes that go right down to your feet like that. They might. Yeah, if you're trying to look like a bride on her wedding day. Oh, well, you know everyone wore robes in those days. Yeah. And he's in the water. I don't know. I it's like the thing the would keep getting dirty. Yeah. Well, it's ridiculous. I don't know. Oh, your robes are dirty. Hmm. We're not even making Take sense. out your anger on me. I'm your friend. <laughs> well, bad idea. Big mistake. And there's a boat back there. There's a boat. Which I'm assuming Jesus is heading towards, even though it looks like he can't see the boat. <laughs> He's going in the wrong direction. <laughs> I wonder if they had to go, Jesus! We're over here. You know, I'm in a certain you're point going, in my life. You're going the wrong way. Yeah. This is this is actually gonna tie right into the background or right into this moment. Is it? Because yeah, because I have this. The more I read the Bible, especially about Jesus, His words, what He does, and stuff, the more I think He's incredibly funny. Okay, I could be wrong about this. This is not church teaching, but my interpretation will be in line with church teaching. However. I think he asks Peter a very... Well, I mean, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views and opinions expressed by the Holy Family Parish or the Diocese of Hamilton. Or God. But they should be. But they should be. And they probably are the views and opinions of God. <laughs> the first two, probably not, but... Well, we don't know. Uh, hey, uh... So I think Jesus asks Peter a question that I consider humorous. That's why I said in the background here. This is a question. 
Why did you doubt? And the reason I think that's funny is because it, we just, we just, uh, the passage begins, Jesus had just finished feeding a crowd of thousands of people with five loaves and two fish. And he just wa- was walking with them on the water. Peter asks him, hey, Lord, if you can, if you will, command me, come on. He says, okay, come on up, Peter. <laughs> Peter's walking on the water, and then he doubts. So I think this is Jesus being funny. He's like, why did you doubt? Yeah. You're, you're literally walking on water. I'm walking towards the water on you. I just fed thousands of people with five loaves and two fish, and now you're so, doubting? That's so, right. I think that's funny. In, uh, in Zelda, it's a Nintendo game. Um, you have like a stamina meter, and it's like this little green bar, right? Okay. And it, it builds up, but sure. like at the start of the game, it's really small, you don't have much. Okay. So you can't run for very long. Right. right? And that's what this reminds me of. It's like, it's like Peter's stamina meter is very small. It's, a, it's Earth's faith meter. So like it had just been filled up by the, the loaves and the fishes miracle, and then put on the water, it was like, and ran out. He, I mean, he was. And in Zelda, when your stamina meter runs out in your your swimming you drown right which is kind of what's that happens yeah, it just that's why i thought of it but anyway sure. it's like like peter's like faith meter was but, like really small but he was already walking on the water and yeah i know i know it's you it's think like, like his faith would go up by that first few i'm steps. walking on water holy smokes it's it's happening yeah anyway no, noticing right. the strong wind peter's frightened and begins to sink how is this possible really I, i'm asking how is this possible? Why does fear have such a stronghold in his heart? Doubting, he sinks and cries out for help. Lord, save me. Why, if he doubts Jesus, does he even ask for his help? Why would you ask for help from someone whose power you doubt? Yeah. Okay. So, I want to talk about the storm. Switching gears. The storm around them is a visible reminder of the power of chaos that lurks in the fallen world all around us. God himself brings order out of the watery chaos when he creates. That's in Genesis chapter 1. His word establishes everything in being. Yet sins find a way, finds a way in through human pride, and chaos enters the world. The most hospitable environment to chaos is the human heart. Peter's very common experience of fear and doubt are enough, at least for that moment, to drive out his faith in Jesus. He begins to sink just as we are all sinking never to return. It's not a video game. Once you sink, that's it. You don't respond. Yeah. Game but over. Even Peter's failure is an opportunity for God to act. Peter's cry to Jesus is really like our human nature, <clears throat> which has fallen, was able to turn to God, even when we have all feared and doubted. The drama of a disciple, a follower of Jesus, is our wavering between trust and doubt. The one constant in these events in the storms of our lives is Jesus. He is the still point at the center of our faith of the storm. Turning to him, we find salvation. And that's our backgrounder for this week. I think it's a funny question. Why did you doubt? I think it's funny too. There you go. From the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> oh, God, our Father in heaven, we praise you. Thank you, Lord, that. Uh, um, it seems like you have a sense of humor and um, you made us to be funny people and in some weird way you, you must find our lack of faith amusing <laughs> and uh, hopefully in a good way hopefully in a good way I know you're praying I think so and I uh, I, I just I love that uh, we can 
um, laugh about about what happened in the scriptures and about what happened to the apostles and who were just ordinary guys like us in a lot of ways or um, ordinary fishermen not special in any way and yet you called them to follow you you called them to be your apostles and to change the world um, through you and through the power of your holy spirit and so we have hope lord that you can use us in some small way to change the world as well and uh, we just surrender to you give our lives to you and we ask you to be with us as we read this passage together in jesus name we pray amen it's from matthew chapter 14 22 to 33. immediately after feeding the crowd with the five loaves and the two fish jesus made the disciples get into the boat and and, and go on ahead to the other side while he dismissed the crowds and after he had dismissed the crowds he went up to the mountain by himself to pray when evening came he was there alone but by this time the boat battered by the waves was far from the land for the wind was against them and early in the morning jesus came walking toward them on the sea but then the disciples saw him walking on the sea they were terrified saying it is a ghost and they cried out in fear but immediately jesus spoke to them and said take heart it is i do not be afraid peter answered him lord if it is you command me to come out to you on the water jesus said come so peter got out of the boat started walking on the water and came toward jesus but when he noticed the strong wind he became frightened and beginning to sink he cried out lord save me jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him saying to him you of little faith why did you doubt when they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Let's read it again. Mm -hmm. Immediately after feeding the crowd with the five loaves and the two fish, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go, ahead, go on ahead to the other side, while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone, by this time the boat, battered by the waves, was far from the land, for the wind was against them. And early in the morning Jesus came walking toward them on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified, saying, It is a ghost, and they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Jesus said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat, started walking on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he noticed the strong wind, he became frightened, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me! Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying to him, You of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God.
No, I'm just kidding. Um, I thought you don't have anything. Um, I like the I like I like um, Peter's cry, even though I think it's funny that, like you said, here he is taking, taking walking on the surface of the water. Sure. And how easily he just as distracted he was by noticing the wind. Mm-hmm. You know, like walking toward Jesus on the water. That's pretty amazing. Surely you'd be caught up in that. No, he noticed the wind. Oh my, the wind is scary. Oh no, I'm sinking. You know. Um, it's just kind of, it is kind of funny. Uh, but I like how he cries out, Lord, save me. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking that that is really the cry of all who are seeking Jesus' help and salvation. Lord, save me. It's kind of the cry of all of humanity. Yeah. Right? Um, and St. Peter's just uh, voicing it for us. That's the first thing. What about you? Um, I was thinking about the phrase far from land Hmm. so the fishermen in particular like Peter and uh, Andrew James and John would have been used to that but they are far from land and they're they're aware probably including and maybe even more that they experienced uh, sailors among them that um, it could be dangerous that I I guess from what I gather uh, storms can come up really quickly uh, around there, um, so you're not in the element which we're designed for, which is being on 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 the land, right? You're far from land. You're far from your your, your common element, and I I think there are different reasons that people leave what they're comfortable with. Sometimes because they have to. Sometimes because they just like love taking risks. Sometimes because perhaps like us, we are a mission. Um, and what's I, I think it's interesting to think that when you're on mission, you can grow comfortable and used to. Like Peter was a sailor; he was probably more used to than the non-sailors in the group um, being out in the middle of a lake where you're threatened by the wind and the waves. Like he was probably had been through that more than once. My my mom's family, family of sailors, my grandfather, my uncles, and some of my cousins. Um, so I figure they're used to that stuff, but. It's such an unpredictable element, I guess, the, the wind and the waves, well, what can happen out there on the ocean. Um, I think that's just interesting to think that we think, oh, we're going to be fine. We've done this before when we're out on a mission. And we, we do know what we're doing. We're used to being in, in unpredictable situations. But the, the point of an unpredictable situation, for instance, if you walk into someone's home, you've never been there before. Maybe you've done that. Maybe that's something you're used to doing. People in all kinds of different situations. But that particular day, you have no idea what's going to happen. Or just even meet someone for a coffee. And all of a sudden, they tell you something that you were not expecting. Something could be amazing, could be really terrifying that has happened to them or that's affecting them or affecting everybody. Um, we're never safe. That's all I'm trying to say. We're never safe. There are no completely safe places to be on this earth. Yeah, that's where. So we're all, in a sense, we are all, in a way, far from land. Yeah, vulnerable in that sense, mm-hmm. right? I have my boat license. Yeah, but I always found being away from land terrifying. Hmm. Like I know I wouldn't like being somewhere where I couldn't see land. Right. In a small craft. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just a landlubber. Me, me too, for the most part. I just, I'm not. 
So I actually got rid of my boat. I had a little boat for a while. I got rid of it. I thought I'd like it a lot more than I did. It's very, it's unpredictable. Even with, with like today's like radios and and uh, you know weather reports, like you can tell when a storm's coming like for quite a while. You know, mm -hmm. for just hours. Up. Right. Hours. You have hours of warning. Mm -hmm. um, even so, it's like it's just, there's so many variables, and if something goes wrong. You're like far from the land, right? It is kind of scary being out there. I, I thought anyway. Mm, I like how you tied that into mission too. Even if you get used to being on mission, yeah. you're not used to it because you don't know what's going to happen. That's right. Yeah. And it is, it's risky as well. Yeah. In a lot of ways, different ways. It's it, risky. Do you think, like I also think one of the things about going on mission and inviting other people to go on mission as we do is you're putting not just yourself, but you're putting them uh, in risky situations. Mm -hmm. Do you, how do you feel about that? Like when you, you, let's say going back over the years of the youth group or more recently with the other mission related activities that you're helping run and lead, you've put people in, in situations where they could be at risk. Right. What's that like for you? I, I, I could respond to you, but what do you think? What's it like for me? Yeah. Um, you want people to take risks, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then they take risks. Yeah. I mean, like what kind of risk? Like risk to their personal safety? Or emotional well-being. Emotional well-being, yeah. Yeah, like people yeah. might be. Well, we try we try to care for each other. I mean, we try to like, you know, do it as a team. Mm -hmm. Everything that we're doing, we try to be try to be as a team. Sure. So you can lean on each other a little bit. Um, provide opportunities for the emotional side to just like talk about it and, mm -hmm. um, you know, hear hear other people how how they're doing. Um, there there have been times where where they've been in, like me and the leaders were in physical danger. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, when you're on mission or you're in a kind of just an unsafe area, you've got a bunch of teenagers with you. Mm -hmm. um, there have been times where I felt threatened. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess I consider it worth it. You know, worth the risk. But I mean, we're in Canada. It's like the risk isn't really that huge. Mm -hmm. Sure, compared to parts other parts of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess it's just like part of the cost, I guess, of... You're taking on some responsibilities. We take on responsibility for other people when, when we invite them to get to know people whose lives are pretty troubled, pretty up and down. Like everybody's got suffering, but the people who are, many people who are poor are dealing with all kinds of things, let's say, including things like addictions and mental, violence Mental and health stuff. problems and addictions yeah. and things like that, yeah. yeah. It makes them unpredictable. Sort of like the storm. Right. Yeah. And they've got storms in their lives. And, mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know, I've been really blessed. I mean, yeah. Um, another line I like is they were terrified. Mm -hmm. And again, like, he had just performed this miracle the day before. Right. Right. And now here's a whole group of them in the boat, and they're. You would think they'd be in like miracle mode still. Like, just like so like excited. Yeah, like, like wasn't that incredible looking. Yeah, and, and oh, but Jesus like, fed thousands of people with two, like. Yeah, and nothing can stop us, right? We can, we can do anything fish. with him. Right. Yeah, nothing can stop us. Like, he, sure. he, he can work miracles. And then there's a storm, okay. But like, do they really think he's just gonna let them drown out there? Mm -hmm. I mean, like, he's this is Jesus, who's proven to you over and over again, you're the son of God, right? Yeah. 
and yet they were still like, that's what's amazing about it. And then, on top of it all, they see someone walking in the water. Now, I don't, I don't, I don't presume to know what it would be like to be there. Maybe it was really, the storm was really terrifying, mm -hmm. and they definitely weren't at their best, okay? But wouldn't your first inclination be, oh, maybe that's Jesus? Probably the only person who could walk out here on the water mm -hmm. is Jesus. Yeah. Hey, Jesus, is that you? You know what I mean? It's just, of course. The whole thing's so like. Yeah. Like it, it puts. It they, in, did, they didn't think it was a ghost. It puts. I know, but like, why? Why would you be like, it's a ghost and not it's Jesus? Well, the funny thing to me is that as soon as Jesus says, "Take heart," it's like, "Do not be afraid." Peter says, "Lord, if it is you, command me to come yeah, to you." Yeah, he still doesn't believe her. But no, but he kind of does. He kind of. Well, no, he doesn't. Does. He doubts. Yes, Jesus for proof. Okay. If it is you, sure. And not a ghost. If it's a ghost, well, we're all, you know, up a creek without a paddle. Or on the lake. On the lake without a paddle. Sure. But if it's if it is you, but then you can walking. Me to show but me then a he sign. begins walking. That's the crazy it's part. Like, their their lack of faith is baffling, and that and that's why um, it's appropriate that Jesus said what he said. You have little faith. Why do you doubt? Yeah. You know, like, he must have been exasperated. Do, do you think this was a stunt? I think you implied that a little earlier. No, 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 I didn't mean that. No. That Jesus pulled this off as a stunt. Something I wondered is why did he make them go across the lake in the first place? That's the short way across. Okay, so he was going to walk across. around? Right, which is that. The weird part is not that they took the boat. The weird part is that he decided to walk. Yeah, okay. And that they were slowed down because of the storm. Yes, yeah. as, as, as Matthew he must writes. have known, and then yeah. he must have known that he was going to pull this. That's why I think it was a stunt. Jesus, it was a it was a stunt to teach them a lesson. The whole thing was made up. It was not made up. No, I mean like he planned it. He might. He was have. like that that morning. He was like, okay, so we're going to feed the five thousand, and I'm going to send them out in the light, and I'm going to cause a storm, then I'm going to walk out there and test their faith. That was the, that was he literally wrote that in his journal that day. Or papyrus or whatever it was. <laughs> I got this quote from First Peter. I Maybe not. I was flipping around. You, you might have noticed me if you were watching. I like this quote a lot. This is why we. This is why we did a disclaimer at the start. I know. Okay. <laughs> he writes this first. First letter of Peter, chapter one, verse seven. Uh, verse six, actually. In this you, you rejoice, even if now for a little while you've had to suffer various trials. So that the genuineness of your faith, being more precious than gold, that, though perishable, is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. So, I think this is, among other things, preparing them, like, strengthening their faith. Because they're dealing with Jesus, who is Almighty God in the flesh. There's nothing that can really prepare them for this, right? So it's yeah. like... It's like, what are you supposed to do? You have no idea. Who, we don't have any idea what we're dealing with. Yeah, what a friend we have against that old Protestant hymn, which I sing at work every now and then. It's like, yeah, okay, he is our friend. He loves us very much, but he's Almighty God. He's not like, this is, we're out of control when we're in his hands. Anything, literally anything, can happen. We're going to be fine. Don't worry. We'll be fine. But it won't always feel like that. Don't you think your life has been like that? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's right. 
so that the genuineness of your faith, more precious right, than like the passing like butterfly, tried gold, may just like gold tested in fire, is our faith may be found to result in praise and glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Yeah, sure. and it's easy to nitpick at them. I mean, you got to give them like some the credit. disciples. Yeah, yeah oh, like, God bless them. Like, what are they supposed to do? I know. What are just, these guys supposed to do? They're also like. They're also not the sharpest tools in the shed. Well, even if they were, <laughs> it wouldn't matter compared to what Jesus is. Sorry, guys. Is. Are you listening? No, I think I think I think you think the apostles listen to ours. Yeah, our podcast. Yeah, I think they do. Oh no! I know. Don't worry, Peter. We're, you're great, <laughs> Peter. Yeah, good yeah, job, Peter. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> now he's like, you're patronizing. <laughs> patronizing. Um, patronizing. I think patronizing is good. Patronizing? Oh, I patronizing? No, I wasn't criticizing. How do you pronounce it? I don't know. Patronizing sounds good to me. No, uh, I actually think Jesus sees things in Peter as he does in you. Um, I think you're a lot like Peter, actually. No, oh, no. Don't you think you are? What do you mean? I think your heart's right there with Jesus. Yeah, I wish but I was more like Peter. Really? You're a lot like Peter. I wish I was more like Peter. Really? Oh, how, how would you think? the same. Fair enough, but how, what would you be like if you were more like Peter? Um, I guess, well, I mean, I don't even know if I would have taken the, I, don't, I think I would have been curled up in a ball on that ship, frankly. Yeah. Kind of scared of the water. Sure. So sure. he, had, I mean, he already has more, way more faith than I did. Peter, for all his flaws, he, he, he really hit home runs a few times, mm -hmm. you know, like in the gospels. Yeah. Like it, so to me, I actually don't find it hard at all to understand why Jesus picked Peter. Okay, because? But just at the right times, Peter really came came through. But not when Jesus needed him the most. No, but like other, other times, like just... Yeah, okay. You know, when the people were leaving John 6 discourse on the Eucharist. Yeah, Lord, to whom shall we go? Lord, to whom shall we go? Sometimes he, he voiced... Sometimes he showed incredible faith when there, it was like a, a really yeah. tense... Like it was a moment where like you could see them turning away or whatever group. or giving up yeah and he, he sort of unites them and speaking for them that's why i like i like that he chose peter to lead the first the early church and to be the first pope and i think it was a good choice even though he had his flaws of course maybe he was a good choice because he had his, yeah, those flaws yeah. as well i think yeah. um and i'm thinking like the day of pentecost acts chapter two he goes out and preaches i mean it's it's crazy yeah. It's a city which just crucified Jesus. The same authorities, it was only seven weeks before that Jesus was crucified and, and dead, died. Um, the, the same authorities, the Jewish authorities, the Roman authorities are still there. And they actually do eventually get Peter. Um, but he goes out to this hostile city on the day of Pentecost and preaches, you killed him. Yeah. And, and then the Acts chapter 2, Luke writes, they were cut to the heart when they heard that. Yeah. So what an amazing moment for this guy who was like, let's say up and down, literally in the passage, he was sort of up and down like Peter, which is a bit like any one of us. Yeah. And also a reminder that, that those of us on the inside who have been given the gift of faith, and it is a gift, it's not something we earn, um, our faith will be tested over and over. And those who don't yet have faith are actually not necessarily worse off than we are or less receptive. We just have to, we have to remember how hard it is for us to have faith when it's being tried. And remember then that the, 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 the possible blossoming of faith in the life of someone else is such an amazing thing that we can be witness to and be part of. 
That's right. If Peter could have faith, if Sam could have faith, if I could have faith, anybody could have faith. Yeah. But it is a gift. Yeah. Yeah. We don't earn it. Um, and yeah, I just had this conversation with somebody else about how your faith is tested. Mm-hmm. You know, in fact, you should be way less worried if your faith is being tested than if it's not. Oh, great. I don't like that because I've been through a few tests and I don't it's, like it's tests. Less, it's less worrisome if your faith is being tested than Fine. if it's not. I know, but I don't like, like it. Like basically like crisis is actually a good sign in the faith in the spiritual life. <laughs> Isn't it? Yes, it's a good sign. <laughs> Storms, storminess, it's a good sign. It actually, you know, in some ways it, it it implies some like co- confidence that God has in you in a way. Yeah. Like that he, he's like, he only allows us to be tested in a way that we could, we can come through it. But you can't predict in advance what it's going to be like no, in the middle of a storm. But, but he does know you better than you know yourself and he knows yeah. how to test you. Right. Or to yeah. allow, he, he only allows what you can handle. Basically mm-hmm. we may not, we may think we can't, but I think experiences taught us that in the past but we don't know for sure what's going to happen in the middle of the storm none of us does no it's it's still faith yeah it's still we still need faith but um yeah i I do think storms are good but but i do think it's harder to watch someone you love in the middle of a storm yeah 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 for sure like a child you often wish a spouse you wish that it could be your storm and not theirs yeah right and your friend yeah Yeah. absolutely Mm -hmm. hmm okay jesus Help me, save me. How about we pray? Sure. Yeah. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God our Father, into chaos you speak, and there's order. You send your Son, Jesus, who enters into the chaos for all of us and with all of us, who endures the storms of sin and even of death, as we all do feels the weight of all of the chaos in his heart for us who calls us out of our supposed safety and to trust in him which is faith we ask for the intercession of all the men and women the cloud of witnesses especially peter who stepped out of the boat and trusted jesus and whose faith was strengthened through those trials we pray all these things in jesus name amen Amen. Sorry about the audio today. Um, Stuff happens. It's a bit like echoey because we're using a mic that's pretty far from us. It's not as professional as usual. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. On Thursday Night Appetizer. Bye.